hey, it's Dave, and you know I'm not a fan of pre-rolls, so the fact that I'm doing one, you know this is important, and it's time-sensitive, because March 21st at 5.30 Eastern, myself and my favorite book guru, Thomas Umstadt Jr., are doing a webinar on book launch secrets. And if you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch, you'll learn more about it. But I just wanted to get this in here because that's right around the corner. Again, schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch. On today's show, we're looking at a resource for sponsorship. But as we talk with Agnes from Podcorn, it's not only a way to make money with your podcast. It also may be a tool to help you grow your podcast. Welcome to Profit From Your Podcast, proven strategies to turn listeners into a livelihood. Here's your host, Dave Jackson. Welcome to the show. I'm Dave Jackson, author of the book Profit From Your Podcast. You can find that at ProfitFromYourPodcast.com. And one of the ways you can make money with your podcast is through sponsorship. And I was contacted by the lovely people over at Podcorn.com and said, hey, can we come talk about Podcorn on your podcast? And I wanted to know more about it, and I learned some really cool things. Here's my talk with Agnes from Podcorn. Podcorn is a great place for podcasters to find sponsors and vice versa sponsors to find podcasters. So how long has it been around? So we actually launched Podcorn in December of just a year ago. So yeah, it hasn't been, it hasn't been too long. So we're really excited, but yeah, we've been growing very quickly. We're already at over 35,000 podcasters on the platform. So it's been a whirlwind. Yeah. It's a very exciting time to be in podcasting. (laughs) And so let's talk about, is there any kind of minimum audience size that you have to use Podcorn? No, exactly. That's We wanted to open up the marketplace to podcasters of all shapes and sizes. Because just to give you a little bit of background, Podcorn actually came together just from my previous experience in the influencer marketing space. Prior to Podcorn, I was a product manager at Google working on alternative monetization. But prior to that, I had co-founded a company called FameBit that was the first marketplace connecting YouTube stars to brands for endorsements. Ah. And and even prior to that, I actually was a small brand myself. And that's how I discovered sort of the power of influencer marketing and the power of creators, particularly the long and mid-tail creators. They converted incredibly well for my brand. That's why we saw that it doesn't matter how big or small you are. It's really about the matchmaking and finding the right sponsors for your podcast. And that's where the magic happens. I know we tend to bring over the kind of pricing structure from radio, which is our good friend CPM. Is that something, do you have to use CPM? Are there people able to do maybe if they have less than a thousand downloads, which many podcasts, if they're just starting out, that's where they are. Is there the option to do like a flat rate fee? Exactly. That's exactly how we operate. We operate on a flat rate fee. And the reason being is that we want to ensure that podcasters are guaranteed payment for the work that they do, but that they also know how much they're going to get paid upfront, no matter how their episode performs so that you and the brand collaborate on something new and weird. And it ends up underperforming a little bit for you, you still get paid. So podcasters, some like to price themselves based on the CPM. So they'll charge like anywhere between a 15 to a $35 CPM for a whole thread ad, or maybe up to a $50 CPM for an interview, but they base, but they create a flat rate fee based off of a CPM. And then others like podcasters under a thousand downloads, we do 
recommend for them to price themselves according to the work that they do. So basically charge for the creative. You are the creative, you are coming up with an idea for the brand. So consider things like how much time it's going to take you to create the integration, the length of the integration, like how much airtime you're giving the brand. Are you an expert in this subject? So that's even more valuable to the brand and things like that. So if you're under a thousand downloads, you might charge $25 or $50 for, let's say, an interview. Or what we see some podcasters doing is coupling numerous endorsements into one. So they'll give a brand like three Pulse Red ads for the price of one just to get started and get the relationship going. And a lot of brands get excited about that. So for instance, if you were a sponsor, I would get paid $50 to interview you. Is that how that works? Yeah, absolutely. It could be a hundred, it could be five hundred dollars. So we allow podcasters to price themselves because it's also how much you how badly do you want to work with a sponsor? Are they really for your podcast? You might charge them less. But again, if you're like an expert in the field, you're talking about crypto and this brand makes sense for you, they need your expertise, you can charge more. But that's exactly it. Uh, a brand will come on and The reason interviews are so popular and they actually convert for a lot of our advertisers even better than host red ads is because you have that journalistic aspect. It's more inquisitive. You as the host get to ask the brand tougher questions that you think your listeners might want to hear about. And also the brand gets to talk about their founding story or their mission or why they're different. It's just an opportunity for better storytelling than you can get on other platforms. And it converts a lot better. For instance, one of our companies, Lumen, that did a bunch of interviews with podcasters in the health and wellness space because they focus on helping you lower your health. Oh, you have it. Okay. I have one sitting right here. Wow. Yeah. They're a metabolism device and they help you hack your metabolism. So yeah, they partnered with health and wellness experts, fasting experts who are able to dive in deep on the product. So especially if you're a more expensive product or if it requires a little bit of an education, an interview is a really great space to to dive in deep. I can see that on both sides of the story for this, but I could also see now if a podcaster has a specific niche that they're a bit of an expert in, they might want to turn around and go, oh, wait a minute, if I can pay somebody 50 bucks to have me on their show. Now, how does that work with the FTC? Do they have to disclose that, hey, today's guest is paying? Obviously, you're not going to say that today's guest is paying me to be here, but there has to be some sort of disclosure, right? Oh, absolutely. So in all our workrooms, we have reminders and guidance, both for the podcaster and brand, how to properly disclose the partnership, whether it's just thank you, for a sponsor for being on the show today, we're going to talk about when obviously if it's an interview, then we recommend mentioning that it's sponsored throughout the show, just if people are tuning in at different segments. But yeah, honesty goes a long way. And, and that's the same, whether it's like audio or video, being honest with your listeners is very important about the partnership. But that doesn't mean it takes away from the authenticity and, and the quality of the endorsement. Because as a podcaster, we're a marketplace. So we allow you to do your homework and select the brands that you actually want to work with. That makes sense for your podcast. And because we focus on native, a lot of brands send products to the podcasters before they do something with them. So if at any point you decide that, oh, shoot, like this isn't what I thought based on what I looked at the website, this product isn't good, you can absolutely back out of the sponsorship. There's nothing forced. We actually hold the money securely in escrow for Mm. podcasters throughout the duration of the entire campaign. 
So we have your back. So if you back out, the money just goes back to to the brand. Or if you yeah. do the work, we ensure that you actually get paid. So the brand can't be like, you did everything we asked, but we changed your mind. So we ensure that you get paid in that instant. And how long do I have to wait to get paid? So it's immediate. As soon as the brand... Yeah. So basically the way Podcorn works is that as soon as you sign up as a podcaster, you can immediately browse opportunities once you authenticate your podcast. And then you browse opportunities, you see something you like, you send the brand a proposal, you set your pricing, then brands review your proposal. When they hire you, we hold the money in escrow. A workroom opens up, you collaborate. When the content's finished, you upload it for the brand to review and approve. And immediately when they approve, we release the money to you via Stripe or PayPal. Nice. Yeah. Cause I know it's the whole, Hey, we did it. Okay. That's going to go to, and then the CFO has to check off on it. And you're like six months later, you finally get your, we pay creators on a per sponsorship basis. So the, it's really immediate as soon as the content's approved. Well, let's go back a second. So let's say I, I log in, I see a sponsor and I see the button there is submit a proposal. So is that just where I say, this is what I'm looking to get per episode and they can then decide Okay, yeah, that sounds like a fair price. Is that basically the so if they say yes, okay, I'm I'm willing to pay that fee. What happens then in the workroom? That's where they give you the creatives and you figure out if you're because obviously as much as some people like, oh, I love that guy's crazy wacky ads, that may not be the case for the sponsor. So you get to decide exactly what you're gonna say. Is that what the workroom is all about? Yeah, exactly. So in your proposal, you as the podcaster, you have the ability to take control of the creative and pitch the brand what it is that you think you'd like to do for them. For instance, like what episode you think would be a fit for them to be featured in. You might tell them about your listeners, whether it's like female or male and other aspects that might not be obvious from your podcast. For instance, like you could have a parenting podcast, but you're also a fitness guru and it's a fitness brand you're applying for. So you might want to tell them that. And then as soon as the brand hires you in the workroom, that's exactly what happens. The brand can send the podcaster talking points. You can also further flesh out your idea and, and kind of talk about very in a private setting and in a secure setting as to what exactly it is that you're going to do for the brand. Nice. It seems fairly simple. Let's switch gears a second because I know a lot of podcasters... One of the things I preach, I said, people go, how do you grow your audience? And I used to say, figure out who your audience is, go to where they are, make friends, deliver value, and then tell them about your podcast. And now I add one thing, figure out who your audience is, go to where they are and find people that don't know you yet. Because so many people, and not that social doesn't work, but when somebody sees me on Twitter, go, hey, there's a new episode. We're talking about monetization of Podcorn. They're going to go, yeah, we know, Dave, we're already subscribed to your show. That's already right. my tribe. I, I do that so that they can hopefully share it with their audience. Yeah. But the, the key is to get to some place that doesn't know you yet, but still needs to hear your message. And I'm starting to see more and more podcasters say, you know what? I might want to start advertising. So if I wanted to do that, what kind of budget do I need? Yeah. So if you wanted to do that, you sign up as a brand on Podcorn, you create a campaign, and then you receive proposals from podcasters. And you don't need a lot of budget. I think that's the beauty of a marketplace is that just like we have brands that are small startups that are like one person ran companies, and they have a small budget, they want to spend maybe like $200 or $50 or $500 on working with creators, they can absolutely do that. 
you might get proposals from podcasters that want to work with you for $15 or $10, or some might want 50. So it's just basically like you open it up and, and you see what you get, but you can absolutely get a lot of value, especially like within the podcaster ecosystem. It's such a pay it forward ecosystem. Mm-hmm. There's so much love I see from the podcaster community and they all want to help each other grow. So they might be willing to do it for nothing. Yeah, but collaboration absolutely is key in, in the growth aspect, I would say. Yeah. And again, the nice thing about it is if for some reason, I'm assuming they have the same safeguard. If for some reason they get together in the workroom and they go, yeah. you know what? I don't think this podcast is going to be a good fit for me. They can back out. And again, because it's an escrow, everybody is like kind of no harm, no foul situation. Exactly. And we have a community team on standby. So if anything ever goes wrong and there's a dispute between you and, and the podcaster and there's a miscommunication, we're here to intervene and and solve it yeah that's like the beauty of of our platform is that it's secure for both sides so you're guaranteed that it's going to be fair that no one's going to cheat you out of your money or not you won't get paid for the work that you did or that if the other if the creator doesn't want to do what you guys originally agreed to then we also have your back in in that instance as well since you primarily have podcasters listening to this what are some of maybe the common I don't know if mistake might be a strong word, but what are some of the things that they're doing that doesn't really seem to fit or is causing you a headache? You mean with brand sponsorships? On either side, is there some way that that people are coming into the system and you're like, "Eh, that's not going to really work in this situation? Yeah, I don't know necessarily. I think like on the brand side more, like sometimes if they want to push a script or they Mm -hmm. want certain things said, we really try to do a lot of education on the brand side. So I think that goes for the podcaster too, if they're going to be collaborating is to let the other podcaster do what they're good at. They know their listeners best. So really open it up for the creative. The things we see podcasters come up with to do for brands are sometimes better than most coveted marketing and advertising agencies because they know their topics. They know their listeners. Just open up the creative. So I think that's sometimes what we see on the brand side, but on the podcaster, no, I think podcasters are really eager to monetize and they're really eager to work with brands. And and I think it's been so far a really smooth process that we're seeing. For me, anytime I've ever dealt with any kind of sponsorship, you just have to do the work you you have to, because there is some reporting that has to be done and things like that. So I'm assuming you have to give some sort of report where it's on episode 36 at the two minute and 12 mark kind of thing. I'm assuming there's some sort of reporting that has to happen. Is that the case? Yeah. If you are uploading your podcast for review and you're uploading the entire sort of episode for the brand to review, then it's great for you to let them know where the ad is. But as far as like reporting, brands are able to get reports on the performance of the episodes through Podcorn. So that's also really convenient for them. And in the future, we'll be using audio fingerprinting as well too, so that podcasters don't have to say where it is. It reads the ad. So what is it called? Audio finger fingerprinting. Fingerprinting. Okay. Explain what that is. This is the first, is this like some sort of inaudible little blip that kicks in? Cause I've heard it with dynamic ads that there's some sort of little trigger. Yeah, no, it just detects where the ad is. So not only for us to know that it's been published with the ad and we know and the brand has assurance that the creator published, it basically mimics the audio so that we know like from what the ad was in the workroom oh. that was, review that it's actually been published. So it's able to identify like where it is in the episode as well, which is really convenient. But 
Yeah, absolutely. I think the podcasters should do their homework about the brands from the get-go, yeah. even before they even get hired, really do your homework as to whether this is the right brand for you. And when you send a proposal, don't copy and paste. Show that like it's basically like applying for any other job. Yeah. Passion goes a long way and showing the brand that brands do this to basically get ROI. So even yeah. like asking questions sometimes because brands look for creators to be the experts. So figuring out like what it is that they're after, whether they want to drive people to a website or whether they want to drive sales. Are they going to use a coupon code? Like something suggesting for brands to give you a coupon code, it goes a long way with conversions and, and success. So I definitely recommend for podcasters to suggest that if brands don't propose it. Does this have to be dynamically inserted or are these all baked in? Yeah, so we don't do actually any dynamic insertion. It's all baked in by the host. And the reason we do that is because we really focus on native and and the influencer marketing part of it. We really see podcasters as next generation celebrities. And and it's all about the authenticity and having the brand be a part of the story rather than just an ad break. Yeah, we don't do dynamic insertions. Everything is done by the host and is meant to live very organically as part of the episode. Yeah, I I just know there are some platforms now that are offering the ability to put in dynamic ads. I wasn't sure if the sponsors were like, no, this has to be baked in forever. It can't be dynamically inserted because you could say, hey, this is if you do a sponsor, you'll be in the the episode for at least three months. And then after three months, I can put something else in. But this sounds like most of the most of the sponsors, which why wouldn't they want it to be baked in forever? Brands want to be a part of the content that that also allows podcasters to be more thoughtful as to like the content that they're creating for brands so that they make it more relatable to their episode. They're making more conversational rather than ad break. And it's also for the listeners, it's a lot more engaging because it's not only, yeah, obviously you you could have the voice of your favorite podcaster and then have it dynamically inserted, but there's no, but it's just really smooth and it it just, it, it really makes sense. And a lot of times if the product is matched very well to the episode, then it all fits in really nicely. And I guess the last question I have to ask is, uh, does it cost anything if I want to either A, be a sponsor or B, go over and try to find a sponsor? Is there any fee to you know start using the platform? Yeah. So for podcasters, it's completely free to sign up, completely free to browse pro- opportunities and send proposals to brands. Once you get hired and when we release money to you, we do keep just a small 10% but you obviously get so much with it from like us bringing you the opportunities to having the protection of us holding the money for you securely and and so forth. And then the same on the brand side, it's completely free to sign up, post a campaign and receive proposals. But when you hire podcasters, we charge the brand a 10% fee. So it's 10% on both sides. But when podcasters set their own fees, they can actually just account for that 10% in their fee. And so they don't get surprised by it, I guess, when when they get paid out. If you want to check this out, all you have to do is go over to podcorn.com. Everybody go over and check that out. I am actually going to go over and check it out on the sponsor side because fifty. there are times when I want to get on different podcasts and I was like, I've never thought of this. I'm definitely going to go investigate that a bit because I know there are booking agencies that are charging a whole lot more than maybe in some cases some of these people are charging. So I need to go investigate that. So uh, Agnes, thank you very much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. 
And don't forget that advertising is just one way that you can monetize your podcast. To find out more, go out to ProfitFromYourPodcast.com, buy the book on Amazon, and yes, you can make money even with a small audience. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm Dave Jackson from theschoolofpodcasting.com. Thanks for joining me on my mission to rid the world of boring podcasts. Hey, it's Dave. Thanks for sticking around here. Again, this is not the norm, but we've kind of got a time-sensitive issue here because this webinar is March 21st about book launch secrets. It's myself and Thomas Umstadt, and then He's going to talk about this course, and it's going to basically go over everything you need to know about launching your book, and you'll learn proven principles and methods to help your next book or get your first book off the ground like a rocket. Thomas, the same way that I live and breathe podcasting, Thomas lives and breathes books, and then what's beautiful about it is his kind of mentor, James L. Rubart. It's kind of like getting Han Solo and Yoda at the same time. And the reason I think this is so important is this is the last time they're teaching this course. Now, the webinar you're signing up for, absolutely free, and you're going to walk away with a lot of great ideas and an offer. We're not going to lie to you. They're going to talk to you and ask you to take this course. But there's so much value in just the free webinar. I wanted to let you know that it's going on. And it's happening very, very soon, March 21st. Look at the calendar. Yeah, that's like, holy cow, it's coming right up. All you have to do is go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch. That's schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch. I can't wait to see you there.